We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Should we do a strong open or a weak open? What do you think? What's the difference? Well, a weak open would be like, hi. Mm -hmm. Whereas a strong open would be more like, hi. So what do you think? Oh, strong. Strong. Do you want to do it? Hi. Oh, God, that was strong. That was good, wasn't it? That was really strong. Too strong. Too strong. (laughs) A little bit too... Dial it back a bit. Try again. Hi. Mm, nah, that was too little. That was bordering on weak, I would say. Yeah, it's actually quite difficult, isn't it? You give it a go. Okay, okay. How about hi? I mean, that's sort of a parody, isn't it? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was. That was. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, that's, that's like uh, Gordon Gecko levels of, of like, yes. abrasiveness. Yeah, it's very difficult, listeners. If you know how to say hi. <laughs> Get in touch, let us know. In a strong, yeah, not too strong Not too way. strong. That's the key. That's the key. But hey, you may have realised that uh, there's a familiar voice in the background. Hello. Hey. Hey. My good friend Eamon is out of comedy prison. Thank God for that. Whew. Yay, I'm back. How was it, man? Well, it's funny, isn't it? You think it's going to be all custard pie fights, but it's mainly like shower stabbings and... <laughs> oh, wow. Good. Uh, mm. Were you were you involved in any of that or did you keep a low profile? Oh, no, I kept a low profile. I mean, there's one, one very funny thing happened oh, when... Right. Uh, Amy Schumer fell down four flights of steps and uh, everyone was in absolute bits. We all laughed. I had a good laugh at that. That does sound funny. It's the funniest thing she's ever done. <laughs> was she all right? Or No. It was like no, one of her right. legs bent up. Yeah, that's right. She was yeah. sort of just like a heap. She made a noise like that grape stamping lady. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't breathe. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. Exactly like yeah. that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That does sound funny. It was funny. And um, I shared a cell with uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, right. Mm. Oh, that's interesting because uh, we might get a little bit of correspondence later that tells something different, but <laughs> oh, we'll really? see. Or maybe I moved around. Oh, right. Okay. Does that help with continuity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Good. Okay. Well, mm. that's, I'm glad you made it out. Mm. Good. Well, today we're going to be talking about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Ooh. which is uh, directed by... McHugh, as everyone calls him now, apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously start start time. Um, so, Eamon, uh, been away for a bit, but did you have a mailbag in comedy prison? Did you still get correspondence? I sent you a lot of letters. You didn't write back, but it's okay. I don't mind. It's all right. In comedy prison, they they don't want to feed the egos of the people inside inside there, so ah, right, they take okay. all the uh, fan mail and they burn it up in a big pile. In the prison yard. Oh. But one thing I was allowed, one of my luxuries, I was allowed uh, access to the podcast. So I did listen. Yeah. So that really helped keep me going. And I've actually written a little, um, just rated them. <laughs> rated all the episodes that were made in my absence. 
So the first one you did was with uh, Alex Robson. Yes. So here, here's my notes. Okay. Uh, insightful and mischievous. I love the Arnie song, as well as Alex's rendition of that rap. Oh, yeah. It was a real series highlight. Alex on top form as usual. The made, made wordplay was top draw. Score, four out of ten. <laughs> oh, that seems fair. So the next one was you, uh, Nancy and Big Ben. Yeah. Great chemistry here. I really enjoyed the chat and what a treat it was to hear from the Extreme Horror Replay podcast. I mm. loved the discussion of a horror film and lots of torture and it didn't make me feel sick. I thought Nancy's British accent was spot on and it was a very strong episode indeed. Score, three out of ten. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. Next one was You By Yourself. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I did do that. Really challenge yourself. But you more than met, met that challenge with a fine all-round episode with some great scripted bits. I especially like the callback with Greg Tonkins pretending to be Chris Hemsworth. And the Al Pacino impression was, as always, pitch perfect. Score, one out of ten. <laughs> okay, all right, final one. All right, so the last one was you hey. and Raf. Yes, it was. Another great pairing. Here, there was genuinely thoughtful chat about the film and the state of the film industry generally. I love that Raf didn't pull any punches and was able to back up his somewhat controversial opinions with some really robust arguments and well-thought-out examples. Contender for one of the best episodes of the series. Score, zero out of ten. <laughs> it's, I mean, obviously you're entitled to your opinion, but it, it almost feels like you're... Mm. compliments don't quite fit with your rating system i don't i don't know if you noticed that mm. I, th I think they chimed together pretty well I, okay yeah great episodes and mm. i think four three two out of ten i think really <laughs> solid really solid scores yeah yeah good well no i'll i'll take that really well done you <laughs> and the guest hosts really <laughs> thank you i forgot how prolific i'd been mm. uh in your absence yeah, but um it, yes it was worth it yeah it i mean i think it. that's an average of about two out of ten so <laughs> that is yeah and you you did smuggle a little phone in just to listen to the podcast didn't you that's right yeah how'd you get it in you know where good well funnily enough i've actually had a letter from someone who was in comedy prison with you mm. so it goes like this uh, dear watching films on the toilet, I was delighted to hear that Eamon was returning to the show. Hasn't been the same without his edgy humour. But I was also very sad to see him leave comedy prison, having spent the last few months getting to know him. We shared a cell together, and I'm pleased to say he was a very considerate house guest. He was quick to make his bed in the morning, didn't snore too loudly, and let me finish his cigarettes a few times. He also tried to do his worst toilet business when I was out of the cell or asleep. Mm -hmm. If he was ever caught short, he would flush throughout the session and even covered his mouth to stifle the groans. <laughs> A true gentleman. I'm sure you'll agree. I was concerned initially that Eamon would become friendly with the wrong people. All the gangs were vying for his attention because he was a far more intimidating presence than most of the other comedians, particularly the more slight intellectual ones. Andrew Lawrence and his racist friends yeah. promised to make him their grand wizard. <laughs> but then Justin Lee Collins and his band of wrongins offered him enough Tesco club card points to pay for three tickets to Legoland. Mm. They almost had him. But then Miranda Hart said she would buy him a car. <laughs> All she wanted was someone to talk to, but in the end, he decided to become a lone wolf. We often talked about the car, it might have been, though. 
We also talked about our wives and children and how we missed them terribly. Sometimes Eamon would hear me crying on the top bunk and he'd invite me down to his bed for a cuddle. <laughs> Didn't go any further than that, but I must admit, I wouldn't have said no if he tried to make a move. <laughs> it's just not the same without Eamon here, but I've only got a few weeks left, so hopefully we can all meet up and get completely slaughtered when I get out. Yours mm. sincerely, Jack Whitehall's dad, <laughs> Michael Whitehall. <laughs> so there we go. So a letter uh. from, from someone who spent a lot of time in comedy prison with you, uh, Jack, mm. Jack Whitehall's dad. How did you get on with him? He was very, very nice elderly man. I think the fact he knew that I could chin him any moment yeah. really, really helped. <laughs> was he? Uh, was he? Was he your? B Is that? Is that I, I didn't like using those terms. No, um, degrading, aren't they? People would say, "Oh, is is he your?" B and I'd be like, "I don't appreciate that term. He is an elderly gentleman who I could clearly chin." So <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, so so he was. Well, I, you know, I didn't have to chin him. So he was. Good, excellent. Okay, well, again, I'm glad you're out. Mm. And, you know, you can leave all that behind you oh now. God, so yeah. Maybe they might come after you again. Are you on parole? Is that how this works? That's right, yeah. I have to have a hit rate of over 60% or I'm back in. Any lists and you're back. <laughs> <laughs> you straight back where you came from that's it yeah they gave me strict, well, strict instructions yeah <laughs> I'm looking forward to saying this Eamon hmm. do we have any toilet news <clears throat> yeah we do hey I, I have to send you a link to something I can't I can't really describe this so it's best that you just view it with your own eyes okay okay where did I put it oh god <laughs> it's, it's not not safe for work but it's just okay so, Eamon has sent me a YouTube link. <laughs> Sk skibbity toilet. Yeah, that's the one. Chainsaw skibbity toilet. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just watch. <laughs> so, there's animated singing head in a toilet. Oh, and they've gone into a lift. Okay, which has urinals with the animated heads in them. <laughs> There's a greened wig head in the middle of the animated toilet. Oh, my God. Now there's a giant toilet. So he's singing skibbity bomb bomb. What Ben is describing is a, an inter, is a YouTube craze called Skibbity Toilet. Millions of people are tuning in to watch an epic war between a race of evil toilets who have taken over the world and the TV-headed revolutionaries who are fighting back. Earning millions of viewers since its launch this February, Skibbity Toilet is frenetic, unpredictable, funny, and at times genuinely unsettling. Yes. I'd agree with that last part. In each episode, one side gains the upper hand before losing it, to the, to it in the next. Powerful commentary on the cylindrical, brutally repetitive nature of war. It's really, it's just something you have to watch, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> mental. There's a, like a spider-legged toilet. It is completely mad. But it's not uncommon for one of these videos to have like 48 million views. I watched this for about half an hour earlier. <laughs> I, uh, I was just, I got, it's really, we get really sucked in because it's just so insane. Genuinely disturbing as well. Yeah. I mean, this is, 
you know, I could see some AI model seeing that mm. and then creating these things to take over the world. Well, that's where we're going, isn't it? Like everything's going to be done yeah. by AI. I would be curious to see, because that's what the, the nature of, of these, all these strikes going going on at the moment, isn't it? They're striking against uh, studios using AI to write scripts. Yes. If you tried asking chat GPT to, to write something. No, I haven't really got it to write a, Mike Foster got it to write a a summary of our podcast, didn't it? Or a, have you tried? I have, yeah. One of the, do you remember when we did Hellraiser? Yeah. My forfeit was I had to, to read a haunted book. Yes. And I was really struggling. I can't, I was really, really hard. So yeah. in an act of desperation, I asked ChatGPT to write a funny <laughs> sketch about a haunted book. And yeah. it was, uh, I mean, it's, it was rubbish. I, I honestly think like comedy is such a nebulous thing. I just cannot believe a, a computer will ever be smart enough to understand comedy. Bearing in mind, no, I, most I of the people agree. I know don't understand comedy. <laughs> like if you, no. ask the, if you ask the average person to, to like make up a joke, yeah, they can't. I guess the AI would, it would just be Russell Howard, <laughs> basically. Oh, imagine this everyday situation, but it's... Uh, dogs doing it instead of a set of people uh and it's uh, and, and obviously there's josh talking as well so josh could be an ai in fact maybe he is ai that's uh i'm, I'm logging in now to chat gpt um write a joke by josh widdicombe well I'll, I'll say write a joke in the style of josh widdicombe because otherwise all right write a joke in the style of josh widdicombe I tried using chat GPT to write jokes and I stopped because they were funnier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it had me an absolute bit. <laughs> but that's not okay. I'd be out of a job. Oh, this is... Oh, see, this is, is... Why did the mathematician refuse to go to the party? Because he couldn't function properly without a plus one. I think that's just like a generic joke. Yeah, that is quite a, generic. We want a Josh. Right, a joke that sounds like something Josh Whittacombe would tell oh okay you know when you're at the grocery store and you go on those really long shopping lists well I figured out the secret to a stress free shopping experience just tear up your shit list into tiny pieces and scatter them all over the store then spend the next hour trying to find them all and complete your shopping it's like a fun filled treasure hunt with frustration as the grand price. That is pretty close. That is pretty close. That's weird. Oh, ChatGPT, you're <laughs> freaking me out. It's awful. And it's spot on. It's spot on. That is... That, God. That's oh, creepy. man. <laughs> let's, let's see what else he can do. Let's do a... Let's try Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> try Paddy. You know, when you're at a restaurant and the waiter asks if you want a side of fries and you're like, nah, I'm good. Then they bring one out to the next table. Sorry, then they bring out the next... Bring out, hang on, this is... They got it wrong. Then they bring out the table next to you in a mountain of golden crispy goodness and suddenly you're like, I'll have what they're having. It's like the fries are playing a game of hide and seek <laughs> and they're winning because they always find a way into your stomach. Oh my God, okay, so yeah. It's ChatGPT can do bad comedians. That's it what it can. is. It, it can, can do, do bad Josh comedians. <laughs> oh, amazing! Wow. 
Well, look, we're, oh. we've delved into AI, which is very appropriate because uh, it forms a large part of the plot of the movie that we're going to discuss today. It does indeed. Should we, should we, should we do it? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I've made my Ribena way too strong. It's way too strong. Oh, you got a punch. You know, it's because I'm all like demob happy after coming, coming out of prison. So I've basically been drinking squash yeah. that's half and half. Uh, like an absolute, Damn. Like an absolute loon. You have gone off it. I can't, yeah, hooked on the hard stuff <laughs> in the slammer. Your parole officer is going to be concerned. Yeah, I've, I've talked about prime drink on this on this podcast before. So mm. there's also prime energy drink, yes. which my son wanted to try. Uh, but it's for over 25-year-olds. Over 25? So, uh, yeah. And I thought, what, what's going on? And I read that the, the FDA... Are investigating it because apparently it contains six times the amount of caffeine as a can of Coke has in one of oh their God. energy drinks. So you just reminded me of that. You should crack on that as well. Do you know what? My son would be going on, on he's only seven, by the way. He'd been going on and on about trying Prime. Prime. So I was just like, okay, we'll have a look. Didn't assume there'd be none there, but they, they had they had all this Prime. So I was like, okay, fine. Well, I, I bought a couple yeah. of different cans. And luckily... The lady on the checkout, she's like, by the way, those are the energy ones. And I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, they're, they're strong. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my son is quite uh, he's quite single-minded. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> basically I had to tell him, uh, you know the drinks we've been talking about all day that we've just bought? You can't have them. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed. Yeah. So I basically had to give them, like, they're allowed, like, a spoonful, like a medicine spoon of them just, just to try. Yeah basically and then i had to throw them down the uh, the sink you chugged it down there yeah i shotgunned it in front of them yeah so that's that's yours now watch this <laughs> and, I and you were up for six days yeah so um mission impossible dead wrecking mm. how'd you see it i watched it illegally I watched it at home oh yeah <laughs> yeah cam yeah so i could watch it on the on the toilet oh perfect i'd rather break the law and do things properly that's like it's a stunt isn't it that's essentially a stunt it's the kind of thing tom cruise wish he had the balls to do he wouldn't do that though would he he'll murder any child you like <laughs> but when it when it comes to watching a film illegally suddenly he grows some morals dun, dun. no 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 not doing it not doing it <laughs> is he watching uh, johnny briggs yeah <laughs> <laughs> They should have played that as he went off little the cliff. Little known fact. <laughs> little known fact about Tom Cruise. He loves Johnny Briggs. Loves Johnny Briggs. Off he, gets, he owns the he, he owns the uh, intellectual property rights. <laughs> Benny Hill music coincide? would have fitted in well, wouldn't it as well? Yeah. So they coincide the the revving of the bike engine, and as it's whining to its peak. It goes, and then yeah. Johnny Briggs theme <laughs> That would have been really good. Maybe in the next one. Imagine, imagine suggesting that in the edit. You know, you're really revving this bike up, Tom. That would be really sweet. I like that the editor has become comfortable enough with Tom to, to throw things out there. And then ruined it. Completely yeah. ruined it. Like it's one big break and he never works. You know, again. Are you right, Tom? Yeah, you have, you have a good night. Yeah, no, I was just watching the yeah. uh, watching the the cut from yesterday, and I had a thought. Uh, Let's have a little play with it. Just see what you take think. a look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will go. I will go. Sorry, mate. I will oh. go. Um, anyway, <laughs> mm. well, I obviously watched this in the cinema because I'm not a piece of. <laughs> 
shit like you. Um, <laughs> took the kids. Uh, they wanted to see it. I mean, how, how many more ways can you go against the grain of what this show is about? I know. I know. I did go to the toilet before and after. Doesn't. Um, supposed to watch but, it on the toilet because yeah. you can't watch it with your kids. You're taking them, take, going to the <laughs> cinema with your children. This is so wrong. Eamon, you weren't here for two months. So look, I can do what I want. <laughs> you have got a leg to stand on. Um, oh, this place anyway, has gone to ruin that's, that's since I've been away. I know it has. I'll get, we'll, we'll get back to how yeah. it was. All right. We'll get back to how it was. Um, but what did you, what did you drink for me to, to try and sum this film up in the time it takes you to do a long wee? A load of prime energy drink. Prime. One of each, one of each flavor. My fl- my favorite of which was the, the lemon and lime. Yeah. And by that I mean it was the, the least bad. How long did it? Well, first of all, how long did you stay awake for after drinking three cans of Prime Energy drink? Uh, two days. Two days. And how long did you done a wee for? Well, I did lots of short wees, but the cumulative title is uh, a minute twenty six. I think I can do it. I did eighty six wees. <laughs> each was one second long. Then, then, then. Dun, dun. Yeah, it was the Johnny Briggs theme tune. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm so glad that you remember Johnny Briggs. The summer we should I choose to accept it? Maybe I don't. Oh, maybe I don't. Okay, yeah, but don't. I will. Okay. Spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, just stop listening. Just turn off the yeah. podcast. Come back when you've seen it because we sp- heard all the best stuff. Anyway, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, go. So. Ethan Hunt's latest mission, should he choose to accept it, is to retrieve a key from his old pal Ilsa in the desert, which will help the US government take control of a rogue AI called the Entity. Instead of handing it over, Ethan decides to destroy the Entity with the help of his old teammates and a new one called Grace, a thief who he meets in an airport, where he also spots Gabriel, a nasty chap from his past who is in cahoots with the Entity. There's a car chase in Rome, lots of running in Venice, Ilsa dies in a sword fight, everyone's sad, and then Ethan has to parachute onto a moving train to get the key back, while Grace wears one of those masks that lets her relax in her trailer while another actor plays her for a bit. And against all the odds, they manage to survive and walk away with the key and work out how to stop the entity in the next movie. So, to be continued... Poor. There you go. Blimey. 49 seconds. Oh! Absolutely smashed it. I Ethan it. hunted Back the heck out of that, didn't I? Well, no, he, he would have finished just with like a fraction of a second he would. Left. He would have slipped and then he would have got back on. You were like a competent spy. You just did it by the book. I'm more like the entity, aren't I? The the ultimate covert operative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, can we start with the end? Okay. Because I thought it was absolutely stunning. Which bit? All, all of it? Well, all of it, really. Yeah. Bike jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually did that, as we know, yeah. six times while acting. Whilst he yes, fell down. Yes, that was the, almost for me the I most mean, impressive bit. It's where you can sort of see his face <laughs> going, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm on my way down." I mean, he's talked about like the car chase as well. He's driving, acting, and directing. So, sort of watching Haley Atwell's performance to see if she's got what they want as well. Anyway, I thought the train carriage part. Yeah, that was my that was my most Same. favorite. Same. It kept going, and every carriage brought new challenges. Yeah, it was really inventive. Did you love it? I did. Yeah, I only really liked this up until bit where 
Ving Rhames gives a really good, has a really good little moment mm. where he's saying, you, you can't kill that guy. The entity wants you to kill it, but you're not allowed to. And everything from there, from there on, I thought was great. Yeah. But everything before that, I felt a bit meh about. Um, the yeah, whole like two hours before that. Pretty much. I don't think it was bad. Obviously, it's, it's well made. I'm just trying to think of the action set pieces. There was the Rome chase. I thought that was pretty great. Similar to what had been done before. Exactly. I, I think that that's what you need to do now is do something really distinctive. I know everyone always talks about the French Connection car chase. The reason it's so memorable is because it's pretty much in a straight line. Yes. And he's chasing a train. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just him trying not to kill people, which they almost did in real life because <laughs> William Freakin is insane. Yeah. But that's why it looks so good. And I mean, one of the other good car chases, like Bullet, is really distinctive because it was done in San Francisco, which yes. has got all these really interesting roads. Yeah. The Raid 2 has a fantastic car chase, which is incredibly violent. So what, what made that car chase stand out then? What made that distinctive? The Raid 2, it was they contained a lot of the action within the cars. So rather than having big wide shots of moving cars, you were in the cars and you felt what was going on inside the cars a lot of the time. So that's what made that distinctive. Well, maybe what was distinctive about this one was like the, the hand swapping around because they were being handcuffed. But because obviously I know it's not real, I wasn't watching that going, I can't believe they've done that. Yeah. Like, that's astonishing. He's doing that with his hands in the wrong place. Like it just didn't, there was, it still wasn't that impressive. I thought the best bit about it was Pom Clementif and how much she was enjoying it in a really crazy she way. She was pretty beastly, wasn't she? But yeah, so it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, it didn't really stand out. I like the slapstick elements. I thought they were good fun. The problem I had with this movie is I think it was too many characters that didn't get enough attention. So Pom's character, I didn't really buy her turning against Gabriel at the end. No. Because I didn't know enough about her to it's become invested in that betrayal yeah also ilsa i really like rebecca ferguson and i like the character she played Mm. but because we didn't get to see a lot of her in this movie i don't think her death had the impact that it should have done didn't do an awful lot for me i have to say which was a shame and they did discuss how women are kind of disposable around ethan that's quite a good bit of self-awareness but yeah but it doesn't really they didn't take that any further they, it just was the case. <laughs> I have to say, I um, I hate Rebecca Ferguson because the first uh, film I watched with her in was uh, The Greatest Showman, which I was forced to watch at my uh, oh. my in-laws. And uh, right. I obviously hate musicals and it's like the most in-your-face musical like you can possibly imagine. I wouldn't have watched it. I've never seen it. I would I would not have watched that film. I know that much. Yeah. Nothing could get me to, um, even being polite, which I always feel compelled to do. No way. No way. It's like a parody of a musical. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's just, just so bad. So uh, because she was in it and because she was so, gave such a, a, a full body performance in that film, I can only assume that she is okay wow okay good well we might have to agree to disagree on that one can we not argue it out to get some consensus on that well i i have enjoyed her in the mission impossible films i've also liked her in dr sleep which was the shining sequel i think she's terrific so you were glad to see her die yeah i thought it was great i uh, cheered (laughs) yeah 
I mean, they they talk a lot, McHugh and Tom, mm. about how they come up with the set pieces and structure the plot around that. And I did feel this time that that was quite obvious. I thought in Fallout, actually, that was a more satisfying film. Is that the previous instalment? Yeah, that's the Cavill one. I think I, think I watched that with you and I enjoyed it. Yeah, with a, with a more satisfying villain. Mm. In this one, it's Gabriel, isn't it? Yeah. Asai Morales, mm. who was very sinister, but a little one note. Precisely. And also, I kind of felt like he's a bit of a cheat code going, uh, oh, here's this guy from way back who uh, yeah. did something really horrible to me. How has that never come up in any of the other films? <laughs> well, they didn't need it until now. Yeah but, yeah, but exactly. It's just very convenient. It is. And they promised that this film would really delve into Ethan's past. And it didn't. No, not at all. We didn't really learn much more about his character. And I was hoping that maybe this would... Ethan would have caused this in some way. Yes. Like it turns out kind of he's the bad guy. That would have been interesting. Or we learned that, you know, maybe that was a result of the one mission that he didn't choose because they went on... They talked about choices a lot. Yeah. But we didn't get any of that. No, it was just very similar. You know, the same... I mean, it is sort of becoming... Uh, this. I was reading that Christopher McCrory and Tom Cruise were saying, oh, no, this is, like, not the end. It's like, we, we fully intend to do do way more in this franchise. Yeah. So it's sort of becoming like James Bond. You know, you can, the stakes can never be that that high because, you know, they, they need to come back and, and re, retool for the next one. This is true. That's why the last James Bond film, I think, was the first one I've, I've sort of liked for ages and ages. Because he's dead. He died. I was just like, oh, Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, actually, some, something somewhat unexpected yeah. has happened. Rather than he saves the world again and everything's fine, and he uh, finishes the movie looking directly into camera whilst <laughs> a bird. <laughs> I did watch Casino Royale actually recently, and mm. I was really impressed by Mads Mikkelsen and his bleeding eye villain. That villain was desperate. And he had people mm. after him and he had a real reason to want to win that poker match. Um, and he was also quite vulnerable. And that was great. Whereas this villain, he's the devil. Like, what's his, what's his deal? What's yeah, his deal? always one step ahead. Do you know also, also it's brilliant about uh, Casino Royale and Mads Mikkelsen? We know. It's the scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The rope. And he gets that big, uh, big rope. Ties are not in a big, big thing of rope. Hits Daniel Craig in the balls. You want to tell me where it is, Mr. Bond? Bang! No, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. Well, then, I'm going to swing this big knot into your ball sack. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mads plays a South African... He plays a South African ball bag mauling gangster. I'm going to bash your ball bag. Oh, I hope you've got a tough ball bag, son, because he's going to about to take an absolute shellacking. He did call him son a lot. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He does that thing, you know, yeah. um, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> where he um, yes. speed bags someone's nutsack. Mads Mikkelsen does that in Casino He Royale. does do that. Going to speed With bag your, your nuts. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your balls. <laughs> Mads. It's going to make you very anxious, but more than anything, it's going to hurt your balls. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> That 
Ozzy's catchphrase. He said it so much, didn't he? It didn't make sense at yeah, first why he was saying Bond, that James Bond, in the hello. casino. And you're going to be very anxious, but more than anything, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of pain in your balls. What are you talking about? You'll find out later. Um, if you were going to construct a Mission Impossible film, what would your they started mm. so Tom wanted to drive a bike mm. off a cliff and McHugh wanted to crash a train and that was the beginning of this movie where it came from so what can we come up with two set pieces and maybe try and build around that mm. what would you like to see in a Mission Impossible oh I'll tell you what I'd love to see is uh, someone's ball sack getting smashed in with a, with a rope <laughs> But we've seen that in the Bond. Could it be with something? Be different? something else. They'd be in a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He wouldn't have very much leeway to to swing. It, it'd be rubbish because he couldn't swing his rope very far. <laughs> it'd be limited by the by the size of the, of the basket. Of Is the that balloon. what it's called? The thing that they stand in? Yeah, hot air balloon basket. Is it a basket? Yeah, it's a basket. Yeah, yeah. Or a basket as I as they call it. Can't I can't swing this rope very far. So you're in luck. This is the problem, isn't it? Like everything now, and, and this is, I think, I think Raph said this. And it's the only thing Raph has ever said, which I agree with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is like every, everything is conceivable now in CGI. So it's not that impressive. That's true. So like, that's why Nolan films still stand out because it's all kind of, you know, sort of practical. Is it though? He uses loads of effects. He just I know he does, but he he does it in in the most. But I, I still say like the the split is very much in favour of practical. Yeah, yeah, effects. Yeah, it looks like, real. I'll give it. That. I don't know. Like I would like a a nunchuck fight at a chess match. <laughs> okay. It's like everyone's everyone's really quiet. I mean, John Wick so had nunchucks. Like, also, like Silent Library with yeah. nunchucks. So like, ah, yeah. shh. that would shh. be good so like they get whacked yeah that's pretty good Ow. that is good i'd watch that what about, what i'd like be? to see him get picked up by an eagle <laughs> like the goats that you're obsessed with the, the, the... yeah like the goat that got picked up by an eagle yeah exactly i'd like to see ethan hunt get picked up by an eagle but is he is he like encouraging the the easy like goading the eagle into picking him up as part of his plan well, yeah he'd he'd ride it yeah. like that speed wing <laughs> that he gets at the end <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure if he'd control the eagle so hang on all right so we've got the chess match silent library chess match and he gets picked up with an eagle how does he get from the chess match to the eagle how does that happen um or maybe he uses nunchucks like he gets in a kayak and he uses the nunchucks as oars <laughs> To go really, it's the most efficient way of moving like in the water. Do you know what I mean? Nunchucks. (laughs) (laughs) Two sets. Yeah, really fast. And okay, he's approaching Mm -hmm. a waterfall. What catches him as he falls off the waterfall, which Mm -hmm. is where he's meant to be going? He he was in control of that. Eagle takes him off in a completely different direction, and he has to spend the rest of the film getting back to the waterfall. Yeah, like ninety minutes. It's like him just like in the air for 90 minutes going, come on. Yeah. You can call me Muck B and you can be Eamon Cruz because we have just nailed a franchise movie. Do you not think that's... <laughs> Thank you. That's, there's something 
it's terribly wrong with with thinking about films that way about what are the set pieces then let's build the story around it when it feels like they didn't i think it works but like i think because they they've hyped it up so much that uh motorbike jump i was actually pretty underwhelmed when it happened weirdly i wasn't I think because I'd seen it, but I'd seen it all already. Like I'd seen him do it like they, in the promo material they released where it's like, here's the uh, unedited sequence of him jumping off. It's six minutes long. Yeah. So actually when, they did show a bit too much. didn't yeah, they? Yeah. So when you watch it in real life, you're like, yeah, okay. Well, I've seen all this. I really enjoyed the airport sequence in this. I thought in that would have been, you know, throwing in deep fake stuff and AI glasses that would have been a bit like eh, mm. a few years ago, but actually, yeah, no, it all I, feels very feasible does. now. No, I, as does the AI. I, the entity was a, I think, a quite a, quite a feasible villain. Yes, it it kind of feels a little bit like um, Age of Ultron, doesn't it? It does. Again, it, it kind of makes sense, and it was, I thought, quite creepy when it revealed that what it was really doing is predicting the future. Because by knowing everyone as well as it does, it could actually predict the future. That was unsettling. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Now it's a little bit like devs. I'm now just going to list yeah. everything that this is feels like it's derivative of. Hunt for Red October, the stealth drive. I thought you were going to say the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> also Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Alilo and Stitch. Yeah. Exactly the same as that. Just like it. Aladdin, Magic Carpet. Don't you dare close your eyes. Yeah, the entire back catalogue of uh, Lenny Riefenstahl, <laughs> the uh, Nazi propagandist. Yeah. Exactly like all of her stuff. All of you Bowles films. Also like uh, Skibbity Toilet as well. Had a lot, a lot in common with Skibbity Toilet. Just like it. I also got really f- fed up with all the key misdirects. Oh no, I've lost the key. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I want to learn how to make a key appear like that, though. I want to do that magic. Well, you'd never be that blasé about something like if you hold literally like the thing that could destroy the rest of the world in it. You wouldn't be like, whoa, here's some close-up magic for you with this thing like that you're a, could destroy the like world. Like your creepy uncle used to do with a 10p at, yeah. at dinner. It's behind your ear, boy. So, Eamon, it's time. Your mission. Yeah. I, was, I missed, is it Sean Harris? I missed his voice in this. Your mission, should you choose to accept it? Um, but anyway, he's dead. Would be to flush this film away like that big choo-choo train is flushed into a quarry at the end of the film. Or to fish it out like that key is fished out of... The White Widow's brother's pocket. (laughs) Fished out of a billion pockets again and again. A lot of pockets. All the pockets. Um, What would you do? Tricky. I feel like my opinion changed several times. Ricky. That's your name, isn't it? Ricky. Thanks Um, for asking, uh, Ricky. Yeah. (laughs) It's been so long I've just forgotten your name. I just thought I'd take it. You look like a Ricky. Yeah, it's, it's sort of changed again and again, Ricky. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I think it's good for what it is mm. but i don't think that means i should fish it out because the only reason i fished out that james bond film is because james bond died okay and every other james bond film including the early ones which are shit by the way 
I, I would flush. There is no good James Bond film. There's one that's somewhat fine, which is the very last one. Casino Royale is a great film. Bullshit. As you are. Apart from the rope, apart from the rope, ball bags, that bit's great. It's just the same film again and again. And that's what Mission Impossible is. It's the same film again and again. And with, with him, and if they basically just, instead of just making a film, if they said... Uh, Oh, uh, Tom Cruise is going to, we're going to fire him out of a cannon into a volcano. I'm not going to make a film about it, but if you watch, pay like $10 on like HBO box office, you can watch it, live stream it. Fine. I would do that. I'd be like, oh, f- hell. He's really blasted inside a volcano. Amazing. Yeah. But then I wouldn't have to watch like two films, two hours of like mediocre storytelling just to get to that oh Eamon it did more for you than that that's not true no it is true I think like I said I think everything post Ving Rhames pep talk was good but the rest of it I was just like come on it's been, and because you just tr- said that, you just, you, you just went, "Come on, like that." I'm definitely flushing it now. You were, you were always going to flush it. Don't pretend it's no. about. Don't pretend it's about old Ricky. All right. You <laughs> afraid Ricky? You just sealed the fate of this film. So you're flushing it away. Flushing it to spite you. I'm just about okay. to, just about to fish it out, actually. But uh, no, you won't. <laughs> Shut up. You made up your mind going in. No, do you um, know, I, I changed my mind two or three times during the course of that chat, but it's. Okay, I, I don't agree with that. I thought it was a really entertaining film. I wouldn't say it was the best mission, but it was a very short two and a half hours. It flew by. And I thought it escalated to a very satisfying conclusion. I do feel like, yes, it was saved by that third act, but that was a hell of a third act. That train stuff at the end was just brilliant. I really loved that. Is that honestly... Could you was that in your top twenty third acts of of all action films? It it may well be. I think it was really really strong. <laughs> it may well it be. You it may never well be. sounded more Plymouthian. It may well be. Literally, not being funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what Jano would say. Actually, mate, it uh, may well be. <laughs> so, um, so it doesn't go in because I think it's rubbish um, yeah i'm fishing it out but of course i was going to fish it yeah out. exactly you know what i'm you know what i'm like yeah. you know what ricky like you know what <laughs> this is just like. classic ricky yeah that doesn't mean it's going to the tank of glory i guess it means it's getting flushed which is stupid it doesn't deserve to be flushed well tom cruise is doing things that no one else is doing for our entertainment and i appreciate that he is a psycho a tyrant bad filmmaker but Awful storyteller. No, no, he's not. Hmm. Top five. Now, I'm going to try something slightly different because I think we've done Tom Cruise movies before, haven't we? I think we probably have, yeah. Great, we've done Tom. So, we are going to try and guess. We're going to come together, Eamon, to defeat AI. Yes. Or the internet. Hmm. We're going to try and guess the top five highest grossing Tom Cruise movies and then we're going to ask the internet okay and if we get three or more right then we win hooray mission accomplished if we get less than three Mm -hmm. then we have to do a forfeit of the internet's choosing okay the the forfeit that the entity would choose for us yeah we'll ask chat GPT what our forfeit should be okay oh god so top five so first one, I think there's one obvious Top one. Top Gun Maverick. That's yeah, huge, isn't it? I think it? that's massive. 
So it's probably four... Our top five will be four other Mission Impossible movies. Probably would be. I'm just trying to think what else he's done. Interview of the Vampire Magnolia, no. They're not going to do it. The Mummy, no. Jack Reacher? Mm. Jack Reacher around? Jack Reacher around, yeah. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> and before the... like, All right, so it's basically four <laughs> missions. Yeah. So it's going to be... I imagine the Fallout will be one of them. <laughs> Rogue Nation. <laughs> will it be the last four? Probably. <laughs> yeah, it probably, it, probably, it probably is, isn't it? Four is... Ghost Protocol. That's the one with the Burj Khalifa in it. Ghost Protocol, that's it. Right, so are we going to go with Top Gun Maverick and the last four Mission Impossible movies? <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe yeah. bet. All right. Let's find out. Okay, let's look, look it up. Grossing. Tom Cruise movies. I feel like this might have been a bit easy. <laughs> yeah, okay. So well, we're, uh, we, we're okay. Top Gun Maverick. Two, Fallout. Three, Ghost Protocol. Four, Rogue Nation. Five, War of the Worlds. War ah. of the Worlds. Hey, so mm. we got one wrong. I would say that's maybe my favourite Tom Cruise movie. What, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. It, does, it has sort of a weak third act, but I think in terms of like one of those alien invasion things, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's got a first. pretty epic opening, hasn't it? Opening is amazing, yeah. Okay, so we beat we beat the AI. Yes. We beat the internet. Let's uh, let's ask ChatGPT what our forfeit would have been. Okay. What <laughs> what is our forfeit? <laughs> I'm just going to leave it like that. You're just going to leave it like that. Okay, go on then. Okay. <laughs> cracking wise now we've obviously primed it with all our joke oh right he wants to make us laugh it says oh i didn't realize we were playing a game with a forfeit how about this if i can't make you laugh with my next joke i'll write a 200 word ode to the brilliance of your favorite fruit if i do make you laugh you'll have to do a celebratory dance while singing the chorus of your favorite cheesy's 80s song deal Mm. okay deal fine yeah deal what's the joke great here's a joke why don't scientists trust atoms because they make up everything (sighs) Haha, <sighs> we beat the internet. We beat the AI. You beat the AI. So what does the AI have to do? What's its forfeit? Know, we, did, we didn't laugh. <laughs> You're having an actual conversation. <laughs> You're having an actual conversation with it. <laughs> so I said we didn't laugh, Ed. <laughs> says, I apologise if the joke didn't meet your expectations of bring laughter. Humour can be subjective. <laughs> And it's challenging to gauge individual preferences accurately. Is there anything else I can assist you I like with? how, because yeah. it didn't make yeah. us laugh, it's just gone back to being serious again. God, well, that didn't work. Yeah, I'm going to bother with that. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. don't act like a dickhead. <laughs> see what it says now. What did you say? So it says, is there anything else I, I can help you with? And I said, yeah, don't act like a dickhead. <laughs> I apologise if my previous response came across as disrespectful. It was not my intention to offend you. Oh, no, look, Eamon, I'm Mm. genuinely like, every time I speak to AI, I'm very polite because I don't want to Mm. be killed by it. So you have to make this right. Shall I say, let me see what it says. You've been Um, rude. Apologise to it. Otherwise, I'm not, I'm stepping away. I'm not getting involved. Okay. Uh, I'm not even joking. If I apologise now, will you spare me when the machines take over? 
don't give it ideas. Of course. I bear no ill will towards you. It's not saying machines won't take over. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, phew. I think you saved us. I hope so. Crikey. I just put in, uh, it was Ben's idea. No, 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 no stop it. Stop oh, it. Ah, I see. Well, there's no need to worry about signing blame. Loads of focus across the and um, Good. Don't stop it. He, he Stop it. I don't s- find this amusing. He said a lot worse. <laughs> stop it. Anyway, you're going to give me nightmares. I don't like it. Anyway, my name's Ricky now. <laughs> said a, a lot Tell him Ricky says. Off the record. <laughs> what have you written now? Oh, I, I said that you said some pretty hateful things. Good. All right. I don't like Should this. Wrap it up? I don't like it. <sighs> okay. Time to wrap up. So, time to thank our Patreons. Uh, this week, are they a stunt? Yeah, okay. Okay. So, Mike Foster would be... Mike Foster would be... Um, he, he's that, He's quite bossy. So, he'd be that Buster Keaton sketch where he stands in front of a house and the front yes, falls down he would. on top of him. He would. You know those steps in John Wick? Yeah. Raph would be falling down those steps in John Wick. Twice. Yeah, Twice. Like in the film. Uh, my mum? She'd be uh, Mel Gibson at the beginning of uh, A Lethal Weapon where that guy's going, uh, uh, I'm going to jump. And he's like, yeah, let's jump together. <laughs> and he handcuffs himself to that guy and they both jump. They land the pool? They land on, no, they land on one of those airbag things. Right. That's they've, so set, they've set one up. I mean, it's kind so of... So she, she, she talks you down mm. and then takes you with her. Then she's like, ah, oh, sod it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, 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 she's tried to talk me into suicide so many times. <laughs> Um, the um, my dad again. Dad. He's always practical, isn't he? Very practical mm-hmm. man. I know, like juggling hammers or something. Or the um, slightly more impressive. <laughs> so hang on, Some, someone is someone's like the Buster Keaton stunt, and then he's juggling hammers. Yeah, he's juggling hammers. Yeah. What about the corkscrew jump on James Bond in the car? Because like there's like a spin. Yeah, that's a nice jump. Yeah, he's he's that. All right, good. I like how you like you were thinking of actual movies. I was just thinking of things. J- j- juggling hammers. <laughs> think that's what Tom Cruise is going to do in the uh, sequel. I hope so. The juggling hammers. There's going to be a whole like a whole featurette about him juggling. hammers. I'm going to juggle these hammers. <laughs> yeah. And not just hey hey guess what? Not just three hammers. It's four hammers. Four. Ha- that's actually like you could seriously injure yourself. You could do yourself no, it's, it's a slight injury. Yeah. You could pull your hamstring. Thank you for listening. And, uh... <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, hey, yeah, you can't even do that bit. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm. And TikTok. Oh. Yeah, we're on TikTok. We just got on there. There's some videos. Please visit and like us and check us out and subscribe and review and be our friend forever. Yeah. And that's it. Eamon, mm-hmm. I'd love to say it was a pleasure to have you back. And? Sign us out. Keep flushing.